Welcome to another edition of Clientships Customer Experience Superheroes. This is the podcast series where we explore those customer experience superpowers that the leaders, the leading brands, in fact, everyone who wants to be a success in customer experience needs today. In today's episode, we meet Steve Devine. Steve is a very familiar name in the world of protection. Having spent many years in marketing roles, working for insurance companies, Steve now heads Protect, a membership for people in the protection industry. Steve knows more than most the importance of providing a superb experience to retain and grow your membership. 2020 has been very challenging for those running membership programs. And Steve joined me to share in some of the challenges and the triumphs that have come in the last year for him. So it's an absolute delight to have uh, an old friend, an old work colleague and an old hammer, Steve Devine with us today. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Hello, Christopher. You use the word old far too many times. <laughs> you're right. Apologies for that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, look, you and I go back uh, a long way. We've worked together in the world of insurance. We've shed tears together watching the hammers. And you very kindly um, had me a guest at your uh, excellent Protect meetings. But for some of our, our listeners, they won't be so aware of you. So would you mind just taking a few steps back and just introducing yourself and your, your journey to where you are today? Sure. Yeah, no problem. I, start, I, I actually had a, a, a career before uh, I went into insurance. Like, like most people that end up in insurance, they haven't got a clue. It was never on their sort of list of places where I end up. I started off in sort of engineering and production control and when there was manufacturing going on in the UK, I found myself in, in insurance and I started off with a, a company called um, Rainbow Countrywide. I'd left General Motors to join this uh, company that were over a shop in Leighton Buzzard. I just wondered if I'd done the right thing, but came Hambro Countrywide and I worked with them for 10 years. It was recession time and, and estate agents do what they do very well. They batten down the hatches and get rid of any excess costs. And I suppose I was an ex- excess cost, but I was looking around. I ended up trying to be a marketing manager for the surveyors. They're a hard sell, but I ended up with Pinnacle Insurance, who were a, a creditor insurance underwriter. Uh, and they got taken over by uh, BMP Paribas, a big French bank. And they, in the end, they became their name became Cardiff Pinnacle, and I ended up as their uh, head of communications, sort of group group communications. One of the things that I found out that uh, Pinnacle did was to um, host the the website and basically organise the Protect Association, which was a dining club essentially of creditor insurers. I was handed the job of chairman once our chairman found out that um, the FSA as was were going to take over general insurance. He decided that uh, he would give me the hospital pass and make me chairman of Protect. <laughs> and that, that was in 2003 and I can't get rid of it. I've been, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, so now though you're independent of Pinnacle and, and you're running this as a, as a membership group for what, what sort of people are members? What sort of well, individuals? As I said, you know, it started off as a as a, a club for underwriters. It was, you know, it would it, it looked suspiciously like a cartel. It wasn't, but it looked like one. 
and you know so I did everything my that I could to actually just clean it out widen out the uh, the membership so where we've ended up today whereas we still have some of the original members that have supported us throughout this time I think we've replicated what insurance has become and it's not it's not just insurance per se but it's health and well-being it's tech it's, it's all these things that have been fused together to become insurance our membership reflects that so we've got we've got some of the big cons- uh, consultancy firms we've got some massive insurers we've got some small ones we've got tech companies individuals as well as company membership what i've tried to do is actually my expression is keep a right royal mix of content that i think will add value to the mix of our audience um one thing that brought it home to me uh, i was looking at uh, providing cpd certificates for our for our seminars when i did a poll of, of the members, I, I realised that they're not all insurers now. Some of them just weren't interested, that there wasn't the interest in CPD that I thought there was. It was a light bulb moment for me because I thought, hey, I've, I've got this vast array of interests that, that I've got to try and satisfy in terms of you know what, what will keep them coming to protect events. So um, that takes us to my next question, which is, the content is a part of it, but you used an expression earlier on to discuss kind of dining club. So it is a large part of the membership getting, you know, physically getting together, or I say it is, so we'll come on to it, but was was that a large part of, of what the membership was about? Yes, very much so. I, I mean, I've always been, um, you know, inwardly proud of the, of the reactions that I get from guest speakers when they when they when they speak at our events and the feeling of warmth and sort of you know inclusion that they get from from the the audience is, is great. I did some stats on it. There, there's always probably a, a third of the audience haven't been there before or you know haven't been there very often and two thirds have. The way it sort of comes together is no one feels uncomfortable and the strap line was always. There's no such thing as a stranger. You're either an old friend or a new friend. That's the sort of atmosphere that I was looking to sort of build upon, really, because I think it's gold dust. As I said, with all the speakers that visited us, quite a few joined us because they liked that atmosphere. They liked the, you know, the freedom that went on uh, and how open things were. Obviously, we would end up with a lunch. That was when... You know, they could actually sort of break out. They weren't in seats. They could they could have lunch with who they wanted to, you know, because they'd met them for the first time. And networking, it, it, it has and always will be a big element of, uh, of our industry. People have to talk. They have to swap stories. They have to compare, see where they are. They might be looking for new jobs. <laughs> it, there's, there's everything in there. It's human interaction and that. it's so valuable and it's something that again we're looking to hold on to as best we can and i've been very grateful you've invited me along more than once to to present uh, on the topic of customer experience and i think in the different venues i can vouch for the fact that there's a lot of people there but it feels intimate and actually it does feel like and yes i I do know some of the faces from, from when we go back but the faces i don't know they're as welcoming as well and uh, everyone listens to the topic, everyone's respectful, you get a good conversation afterwards, and there's a lot of connections there. And you see that these people clearly look forward to kind of 
getting together again. So as a group, it clearly has a need. There's a common purpose. There's there's an enjoyment to be had as well as an exchange. So that seems like a great setup. You seem like you have yourself with a, a formula going there. I guess coming into uh, beginning of, of March, that's obviously changed a bit. I've been very conscious of the fact that a lot of the events, I mean, we were due to be at an event, we'd sponsored an event and due to attend a number of events, they just simply can't happen at the moment. Had you had any sort of online events or online activity before lockdown to give you sort of an experience of what this is going to be like? We've had a taste of it. We had a couple of situations where speakers, for one reason or another, illness or the fact that they double booked or something, they couldn't fulfill their obligation and, and actually appear at the meeting in, in person. And we've had people that, that have spoken from their homes or their offices in Scotland or wherever across to our meeting. And that's worked, that's actually worked very well as well. Obviously, you miss out on the fact that you're not seeing them or you can't sort of take it beyond what they what they were talking. You can't sort of interact and network with them. But in terms of uh, their content, it's all there. They their slides. They talk through their slides and everything. It's worked every now and again. It's been quite refreshing. You must have had events planned for this this year. I guess when lockdown happened, what was your first source? Did you think? well, maybe we'll still be able to run the events, maybe this thing will go away, or were you very conscious then that you're going to have to change the um, the setup? I think I was kidding myself, really, that perhaps we would be able to have workarounds and things. But obviously, we weren't too far into sort of the lockdown when you realise that this thing could hang about for not just this year, but next year and, and maybe beyond. There's, there's no one that can actually say, well, that the end is in sight. I think I fixed in my head that we just have to continue adding value to, to what we do. And mm-hmm. the background is even before COVID that it's getting harder to get bums on seat. People, no matter how much they value being there, quite often a lot of them would rely on the fact that we'd send recordings. One of the big things that changed in the last couple of years was that we actually video the meetings. This allowed us to widen our audience, if you like, so the people that couldn't make the meetings could go to our website, pick up the recordings of the sessions there. That was a big turn for us. What allowed that to happen was that our model, if you like, was to use central London hotels. That's where you've actually spoke a couple of times, Christopher, Mm -hmm. in different hotels. And what we were doing was sort of pouring our money away into the premises, into the hotels. You know, as times get tighter and you've got to uh, spend your money wisely, we made the move of actually holding meetings in members offices so we're lucky to have some large insurance companies and reinsurers and they very kindly have uh, allowed us to house our meeting in their premises and that's obviously taken a, a big cost out of you know out of our budget which was great and that allowed us to then pay for the the video guy to come in and, and video all the meetings we actually, you know, we're in the video world, but we weren't sort of in video only, if you know what I mean. From like a, a customer experience perspective, you have two, two axes, and one of them is based on your, your customers or your members, you know, what matters most to them, and the other is, is based on, you know, where our strengths lie. And if you look at yeah. that and kind of go, well, our strengths aren't the fact that we own a venue, we don't have one, and our our, our members are saying actually for some of us it's the quite it's the content that's important so it does then make you go well 
do we really need a venue we have to pay for? If we could actually borrow a venue, then for those who it is important to, they're still fulfilled. But for those who it's not important to, we can actually still provide them with the content because we've subsidized it with a, with a recorded version. So you're already, I think, what I find quite fascinating by people who are very much engaged in things like membership. You're very experienced in the way that you do things because you're always evolving and adapting to meet the needs of those customers. If no. the content and the networking and the organization wasn't any good, you'd get no bums on seats, just wouldn't happen. So clearly you're doing the right things. When lockdown happened then, what happened to you in terms of, I guess, how you were set up? In terms of the text, I think our last meeting was in March, actually. We've had our last sort of physical meeting with the normal procedure. Since then, very soon in April, I, unfortunately I contracted um, COVID myself. That put things on hold. I mean, I was sort of bedridden for sort of, you know, best part of three weeks. It was uh, pretty horrible. Thankfully, my, my wife is a, well, a hero, really. And she really did see us through because it wasn't just me. It was my eldest daughter as well who had it. Okay. And it's been tough. I'd like to think I'm sort of a fairly robust character, but it's taken a while to get back on track uh, health-wise. But yeah, it's hopefully there now. But it, it was a sobering experience in terms of, you know, my own personal sort of health and our families and everything. It's protect actually, you know, try to sort of keep the threads of protect going because a, a lot of it does stem from me in terms of I'm the guy that goes out and searches for the speakers and arranges the dates and gets the, the host to host the meetings and such. So... I thought, well, what do I do from now? You know, because I couldn't see a live event happening. That's where, again, I went back to the members and said, you know, what can we do? Let's look online and let's see what we can do in terms of uh, providing content, adding value and keeping our association relevant to our members because otherwise they'll be dropping off. And that's what we've done. We set up, I think we had between April and June, I think we had about 12 at different webinars on a variety of subjects learning all the way really in terms of when to have them what's the right time of day keeping away from what we've always done anyway is keep away from sales pitches because nothing more sort of that that will switch people off entirely there, there has to be some some value in content it's worked out some of the members have really come on where they've already already been good they've actually excelled themselves as well as sort of hosting the the live meetings where we're face-to-face -face meetings they're also hosting the, the online meetings as well um, so I've seen zoom and webex and the webinar software and everything I, I, I chip in the odd line or everything but they know that I'm there even if I might I'm quite often late getting in as well because I can't find the link it, I'm so grateful you know some of the stars that we have really sort of provided top class content for us we are still getting new members on the back of that. You know, they, they see the value in it and they've signed up. So considering the problems that our industry, the event, and I say our industry, I mean the event industry as well as the insurance industry, getting bums on seats has been hard. Companies are, are looking at their costs. There's travel bans out there. People asking questions, you know, how relevant is this? Is this association to your, your day job? What value does it add? The whole mm -hmm. presence has been questioned, but actually we're still evolving. I think we'll 
hopefully, touch wood, will continue to evolve and come through the other side. And I think where it's going to take us is probably a combination of the things that we've been and the things we are now and something else that I haven't come across yet. And thank you for sharing that, Stephen. Sorry to hear of uh, you know, the, the personal impact to you. It sounds as if it's made you more resilient and, and stronger this. I mean, to hear you talk about co-creation with the members, how are we going to get through this? And for them to step up and say, well, we'll take more of a lead in this. It's just wonderful. I mean, that's surely got to be how a membership should work. It isn't about, uh, you know, I, I just take, take, take. It's, it's give as well. And the strength of the membership is the members. This yeah. seems like 2020 summer has obviously been a, a real impact in terms of business as usual but as you say you've you've developed an appreciation for, for webinars you've learned the recognition that dealing remotely from home is going to be a way that you know a lot of people will be operating going forward so you've you've got to evolve for that and to have members that are so supportive of, of you shows that it's clearly a an organization that, that they hugely value so i like you would be very optimistic for the future it's um, just a case of adopting the, the digital path and complementing it with what you had before. But I know we were talking earlier before we came on air. It seems as if if you can every once in a while have those face to face with social restrictions in place interactions, they're going to be even more meaningful than they were before. Do you want to tell us about yesterday? <laughs> I'm still getting over it. I, I scored 37, eight, 37 points, and I, and I came fourth in our in our annual golf competition, which I won <laughs> two years. I won two years ago with the same points, but uh, I've now come fourth. So you know, my, my powers are declining. It was fantastic. There was so much enthusiasm there. People were genuinely pleased to to see each other. They, they were just not just touching fists, they were touching elbows and more elbows and more fists. It's <laughs> like they just wanted to hug each other. Mm. It was fantastic. And we had a great day. The sun was shining. The course was brilliant. We had a meal and then did the prizes and then we we're all driving. It was just a thoroughly good day, I think, every everyone. And in fact, one of the sponsors of our next meeting, which has, has to be moved because it was going to be our annual lunch, that you said, Steve, let's not mess about. Let's have another golf thing. I think this is something that anyone who is recognising they've got to have an element of more digital interaction and experience in, in their setup needs to hear because when you have those opportunities for face-to-face, -face, you're going to have to be on your A-game because there's going to be such a greater desire for this to be a wonderful experience because it happens less frequently that I don't yeah. think it matters if it's you going down to the mobile phone shop to change a contract or it's the annual golf day at Protect. It's that human interaction that everyone has to see. This is what people will remember. Yes, I'll get the emails. Yes, I'll go on to the Zoom meetings. But actually that physical interaction, that moment where you are there together and you can smile and see the smile, see the genuine responses, that's what's going to really matter going forward. So I think you just echoed that in terms of the, you almost feel the energy from when you talk of how yesterday went. So Sorry about your golfing, but, uh, you know, that's something. No, listen, I, I, if I'd have finished better, I'd have, I'd have won it, but I just couldn't part. <laughs> I, I will say, going back on to that point you raised, I was in the last group coming in, 
by that time because because of covid they have to serve meals on a rolling basis you know you know people were already eating and stuff like that i walked in after i'd sorted out the prizes and everything in the car park and, that, and all i could hear was this fantastic buzz people chatting and laughing and interacting and do you know what it reminded me of one of our meetings i bet it was quite emotional yeah but there you go i think that's the power of it it makes you remember just how important it is to, to interact i think steve we, we wouldn't be doing uh, justice to our, our audiences if we didn't give them a bit more information about protect so as you said whilst it started as kind of you know underwriting it's gone out further than that now and it's kind of you know protect is probably a more generic term you've got technology companies who are involved in in the sector let's, let's pitch it here if i was an organization and uh, i'm associated in the world of protection why, why should i come and be a part of protect we, we try and provide grown-up content for companies we give companies that have got something to add to a sector to our to our audience we, we give them that chance whilst we can't give it to them in terms of uh, pressing the flesh and and introducing them with a handshake and stuff. Uh, we can do it online. We've got some really large insurance companies. We've got some really big consultancies. We've got some huge tech firms involved. But we've also got the smaller ones. We've had you know, some. You know, we've got a core of the same members that we started with. To me, it's about being relevant, and that's why I've been, you know, that's why people like you get invited back again because you know the people that can deliver, and you know the people that have got the passion to put the message across and the experience and the expertise. It's the one advantage of getting older that you you know who these people are, mm. and mm. they're the sort of people I look at. But the the other thing that I I think is is, is vitally important is is you know our members encourage their whether they come to the meetings or whether they share the recordings that they share it with their younger staff the people coming through the people that will eventually replace them that those people get the benefit of the wisdom and the experience of our of our speakers so i guess whether it's in the room or, or in the zoom you know what you're providing it doesn't before, matter yeah. it doesn't matter no and 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 the thing is if you become kind of the go-to place because i guess if i'm a part of this membership you have a a reputation that's hugely respected in your sector and there wouldn't be anyone in this group if they weren't considered to be worthy of being in that group so if i'm a client this is a really good thing to be a part of because there's going to be lots of different organizations that can help me but if i'm a supplier to this particular market this particular sector then likewise i'm going to get the opportunity to to have a a connection or be a, be associated with some of the larger organizations and for my company i can learn and understand what are the things that these clients are looking for so i can make sure that my organization is developing the right sort of propositions and solutions and as you say i mean i, I can i can testify to that i remember going to the last meeting and actually I don't know if I was surprised, but there was a very young, you know, a very young audience. So clearly the next generation are sort of coming through. So it's not just a oh, dining club. It's clearly something that's still very, very relevant. And arguably when we're detached and we're perhaps, you know, working from home, having those associations that you, you can trust and you can rely upon that give you insight and information are genuinely there for you become so much more important, don't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, I, I get such a buzz out of that. It, it, in fact, the, the interaction for the young people that go there is amazing. And they're just loving it, just taking it in, you know, just absorbing, you know, what's going on. And the fact that 
they can talk to people because uh, one of the things I, I find as, as I've got older is, is that whilst young people communicate with several networks that they can multi sort of communicate at the same time but it's not the same as talking to someone in the room someone next to you but mm. to actually mm. turn around and talk to someone that you're sitting next to and be in that atmosphere where you're not scared to do it in fact you're encouraged to do it you know it's it's so important what we'll what we'll do steve is when uh, this podcast goes out in the description we'll put uh, the web address so i guess that's the best place if people have got questions um they want to get a hold of you if they go to the contact page contact us page they can yeah. either sign up there to come to to protect or they can ask you some questions about how it all works so that, that best yeah and i think it's also important christopher that we have individual members as well as company members sure. because there's going to be a lot of people moving from one employer and probably moving into self-employment or consultancy or whatever. Our low entry sort of costs, if you like, in terms of our membership fees are, are in sort of the, the low hundreds of pounds, not the thousands. And, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want the cost to be a barrier to entry. Those people can actually, you know, stay in the game, if you like, yeah. and, and keep abreast of what's, what's happening in the sector or sectors, I should say. I think talking to uh, people who have dropped out of, you know, customer experience roles and uh, are now sort of looking for something else, you feel like you're in the wilderness. If there's not groups, you can kind of, and, you know, there are some good kind of free network type things that are out there, but they're not really got invested interest in kind of looking after you. So I guess what this offers, you can step back in and keep connected very close to kind of the heartbeat of the of the sector and as you said yourself earlier you know even things like jobs pop up so uh it's going to be much easier to say steve do you know anyone who's available for this so yeah that's a really good call so i think people have been needing that at the moment. i think we've also got um a linkedin group you can join this linkedin group you don't have to be a member of there's nearly 500 people on that brilliant well, I mean, we, we use this as a, as a forum to talk about superpowers. And, you know, from my perspective, I think you, you know, you're, you're getting it right when it comes to that member's experience, the importance of those members and the fact that they're happy and they're finding value from the association just comes over in every word. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any less for you to learn, but I think if anyone who's running a membership out there has heard this, they'll be picking up an awful lot of ideas and tips and clues. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Invariably, we'll have you back at some point in the future to tell us what Protect 2.0 looks like. It's uh, <laughs> be interesting to see what it looks like in a few years' time. But for now... Steve, thank you so much for being a guest on the the CX Superheroes podcast series and we wish you well. My pleasure, Chris. I look forward to seeing you back at Protect sometime soon. Thank you.